you're listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. And on the line with us today, I have Miss Bonnie Glass with Euphoria Chocolate Company. And I just kind of love saying that. So thank you so much, Bonnie, for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I always like a chance to talk chocolate and food. So this is like my two favorite things. Well, I actually had chocolate for breakfast and I think <laughs> I, I got that from my mom. There's something about having just even the slightest little, you know, just a little taste of chocolate that seems to lift my spirits if I've had a stressful day. <laughs> well, I'm not sure that that's uh, like in your imagination. It is um, scientifically by many studies, they say proven to be true that in fact it gives you an emotional uh, lift to have chocolate. So what do you think it is? Do you think it's like the feeling that like when it's on our palate and we get excited to have the flavor or it's some kind of chemical thing or is it just bringing us back to our childhood and remembering how much we loved chocolate as a kid? Um, I think it's a combination of actually all of those. There's actually a chemical and it's called tryptophan um, and it supposedly increases your serotonin levels um, for happiness. Uh and I say supposedly because I'm not particularly scientifically inclined, but that's what I've read. And so I think there's that. But also um, I sometimes feel like we there are foods that make me happy. And one of them happens to be chocolate. There are others that aren't sweet, but they are, like you're saying, related to something, a memory or just a sense that brings you joy. And so eating that really gives you that lift. And- And, you know, I have this like vision in my head where, you know, I'm just alone in a room with my little piece of dark chocolate. The music is, you know, nice and calming. (laughs) And it's like that's my spa moment to just kind of be alone and have no one talking to me or asking me for anything and just have my little taste. (laughs) Right. You know, when you say that, I think of when I go to spas, that when I get a chance to do that, they offer me a lot of things, but I've never been offered chocolate. That's a huge, I think, gap in the spa world that they could fill in. Like, would you like some wine? Would you like some chocolate? <laughs> I, well, we're going to have to start that revolution there, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. I believe in us. Well, so let's talk a little bit about chocolate and flavors, because, you know, over at Euphoria, I ordered some of your chocolates for a dear friend of mine for Christmas. And I remember whenever I got the like confirmation, I was like, I should have ordered two boxes, one for her and one for me. (laughs) But I really liked that there were interesting combinations. Are there rules for what can go in chocolate, be paired with chocolate? Are there certain things that really just make chocolate taste better? Hmm, that's such a good question. And I think to some extent, it's a really personal kind of preference. But since I happen to own a chocolate company, a lot of what we develop tends to be geared towards my personal preference and my read on what people want. But it it really just sort of like is all over the place. I know people who believe chocolate and nuts are a terrible combination. And I love peanut butter. So I keep thinking they're missing out on a whole world of interesting (laughs) things. Um, But I think of chocolate really differently. I mean, I I own a chocolate company, so I make truffles, I do all of these things, but I really do sort of the sweet application of chocolate. But in my personal life, 
with what I like to do also is I love playing with sort of the savory aspects of chocolate too. So I think there are no rules, but I do think there are sort of like steadfast favorites. People love chocolate and raspberry. They love chocolate and orange. And despite the person I know who dislikes chocolate and nuts, that is, those are really sort of popular flavors. But I have found that people are starting to move towards more interesting flavors. We're doing something with lemongrass that we're hoping will work out. And I think if we had done that, like, you know, 10 years ago, I don't think there would have been an interest. But right now making it, I feel like I know people will try it. Do you think kind of like when people are learning to appreciate wine and flavors or they're learning about different types of beer, do you find that people's palates really start to change and they go from like a sweeter to a more bitter preference or a more interesting combo because they've always really loved chocolate and raspberry and then they branch out? Is it kind of a palate changing thing over time? Oh, that is yet another really good question. You know, I think it varies. And I think the real jump that you often see is that, um, you know, what you grab really quickly for yourself at the checkout line at a grocery store or a Rite Aid is distinctly different than when you're buying sort of an, an artisan or a chocolate that is at a higher level. The ingredients in these chocolates like that we that I use at Euphoria and other small chocolate companies, they're different. They're better. Um, there's a lot that goes into making sure that when we put product out the door, it is tempered properly. It's got that great mouthfeel and snap. So I think what winds up happening more is that people sort of move from this one level of very inexpensive, easily accessible everywhere chocolate to sort of this next level of chocolate. And whether their preferences tend to be towards milk or dark, they're still following that chocolate flavor profile they like, but to a better chocolate. Does that make sense? That does. And, you know, I like to, whenever I have an option and I go somewhere and there are assorted handmade truffles or even fudge and things like that, I do, I tend to go, well, I usually buy more than one thing (laughs) because, you know, you can't just have one, but I'll get one thing that is kind of tried and true. Like when you go to the ice cream place, you know, the vanilla, the chocolate, the chocolate chip, you know, that flavor. You're not always confident that the pistachio uh, cranberry is going to be delicious. So you get one of each. And I kind of feel the same way whenever I get truffles or uh, fudge, because it really makes me, I, I always have a backup plan, but then I can be different and I can try things that I would not actually have an opportunity to do just running in the grocery store and grabbing a little, a candy bar off the shelf. Do you think, though, that is universal, or do you think it's also sort of a little bit of the behavior of somebody who works in food? Because I do the same thing, except I'm always, particularly at chocolate shops, I'm like, I want to buy that all, them all. But I think, think it's the behavior. Do? <laughs> I think it's the behavior of somebody who has control issues and wants to be happy no matter what. So <laughs> she gets one of each. You know, maybe somebody who is a little bit uh, overindulgent sometimes. But right. you know, I I think that there's a point where, as a consumer, we get out of our comfort zone and we're willing to try. 
but it takes, I think it takes a level of confidence to get there. So I think it's a really good point. As somebody in food, I'm willing to take that step. Whereas maybe someone who hasn't been exposed to as much uh, is a little more nervous. So that, that makes great sense. I will say, I think that a lot of people, well, what I've seen is this in the last, let's say, five years, this huge shift towards dark chocolate. And I think a lot of it, too, is when you're saying people are nervous to try, I think sometimes they also just need motivation. And this, like, study after study after study that keeps coming out, it's multiple studies. I said that a little strangely. But (laughs) all of these studies that sort of support the idea that dark chocolate is healthy for you. I think motivates people to keep moving towards these darker chocolates and changed, shifted that palette a little bit. People have tried it and realized they like it. And then at the same time, they think, well, I'm doing something that's, that's good for me. I'm, I'm, I'm having a healthy indulgence, so it's okay. Well, how did I, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about it and about how much people, you know, like chocolate and you're talking about tempering it and how your ingredients are different. I got to like stop for a second and go, okay, Bonnie, how did, how did you get into chocolate? Is this the kind of thing that as a kid, you were the one who wanted all the candy bars and you said, I can make it better. Or did it just something hit you? And you said, I've got to be in chocolate. (laughs) Oh, it's such a strange story. So first of all, I never liked chocolate as a child, which I think is the weirdest thing. But as an adult and around my mid twenties, I really, I like chocolate a lot. And um, when my husband and I would travel, we always stopped in at chocolate places, small chocolate shops. I had no idea that I would work in chocolate. I actually worked um, in a completely different industry. I worked in public policy. And um, we took a, a slight detour in our lives and, and moved to Costa Rica. Um, and after about eight years there, we decided to move back to the States and we were moving to Eugene. And my husband and I decided we wanted a a business with physical, tangible product. He'd been and still works in software. You don't hold what you make. So we were shopping around together and I realized I don't want anything that's IT related. I wanted something I could work at, I could run. And my personal passion is food and food science. Um, it wasn't particular to chocolate, just anything I could read, make, or experiment with. And Euphoria Chocolate, which has been around for 32 years at that point, um, was for sale. And I thought, I absolutely can do that. And I don't know if it was confidence or um, naivete, but (laughs) we went for it. And um, what I found is that it's a great fit for kind of how I see food and how I like to play with flavors. And also that I like to constantly be learning. So I had to learn chocolate from the ground up, even just tempering. And then I had to go and learn canning. And then I learned a lot about sort of what does product development look like? That's good, solid product development. Um, so here I am, you know, going into a sixth year and it's like still, still learning. And it's an incredible adventure that um, I'm pretty happy we did actually. <laughs> well, for my listeners out there, I, I know they're like, wait, hold on, where, where is she? Cause this is a New Orleans yeah. show. And so I have to tell you all that uh, Bonnie and I are in a class together. She is one of my many friends that I have met on the internet. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I just, I fell in love with, with chocolates. And what I love is that in this day and age, when you have a, a cool product, a great product, a delicious product, and the power of the internet, it, 
it can go anywhere in the world. And so, you know, for those of y'all listening, you can still get these chocolates. So if you get really excited, don't worry, you can still get them. (laughs) I think that that's one of the most amazing things about where we find ourselves now. And, And I think that contributes to this idea of people being more open to flavors is that this whole world has opened up. And so I think the idea of regional cuisine and ethnic food, it's like, people are willing to try things because they see it on TV. They read about it online. They see pictures that make their mouth water. And hopefully when people pop by our site, they see pictures that make their mouth water too. But I think that that's helped change that palette. So when I say, I want to make a truffle that utilizes lemongrass, people go, Oh, I know what that is. And I totally want to taste that. That sounds amazing. Let's do it. And it's gotta be exciting because you, you get to come up with new things and fun and innovative flavors. So, you know, do you just read a book and then all of a sudden something hits you or, um, you know, how are you coming up with these ideas? Where are you getting this inspiration? They come from all sorts of nutty places. There's one that I'm working on right now um, that uses lavender and it's based off a cocktail that I had. And I was like, this is, this is so good. I have to figure out how to make it work in chocolate. But some of it's just, like I said, if you own a chocolate company, you can do things to your personal specification. I love peanut butter. We've just developed a peanut butter truffle that is amazing. But it was like, how did we never do this before? I love peanut butter. I love chocolate. I love them together. Let's make this a thing. Um, And sometimes it's reading a book and seeing something um, like historical flavors of chocolate. Um, with floral notes to it. So trying to play with lavender or rose with those things. But sometimes it's just completely off the wall. And sometimes it's like my husband saying, I really love mounds, but I'd like a way better mounds. Can you make a better mound? (laughs) I'm like, I'll see what I can do. Well, are there any things that people that you've, you know, people are like, oh, hey, Bonnie, can you make this? And you're like, mm, yeah, no, not so much. Uh, that's that's not my thing. <laughs> Anything? I, can, I get asked all the time to do something with potato chips. And basically people want me to dip potato chips in chocolate. And, you know, potato chips are delicate things. And so I have yet to come up with a way to do that. But I haven't had, no, wait, there was one. Actually, I can't believe this didn't come to me right away. Somebody once said to me uh, about a local ice cream company that had done something with pig's blood. And they were like, would you ever do that with chocolate? And it was like, no, <laughs> I don't even need to think about it. That's a, that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not our thing. That's not what we do. No. But I, I'm getting real good at saying that. So I totally <laughs> feel you. There are some chocolate flavors that I've had that I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. And then there are others that I'm going, okay, I'm not a huge fan of this combination. But I do find that if it's just subtle enough, it almost enhances the flavor of the chocolate and you barely notice that there are other flavors at play. And for example, an example of that is I made a a chocolate brownie one time and put some wasabi powder in it and -hmm. just to kind of see what would happen. And everybody was like, this is the richest, like spicy chocolate. And they, they thought it was all the chocolate. Nobody knew it had wasabi. 
So there are certain things that you're finding that either it's a combination of flavors enhance the chocolate or a type of bean or from an area that is changing the flavor of the chocolate. Sure. So, well, we're first, um, we're confectioners. So we actually, um, buy already made chocolate that we melt down and, and make into chocolate confections and treats. We have done some bean to bar, but it's not my favorite to do because when I do bean to bar, you know, when you've done it, it's really about the bean uh, and letting that flavor shine. So I really dislike taking that and sort of playing with that profile too much. So really the confection side is where I like to play the most. And what I have found is, and it's interesting you say wasabi, because when we first bought the company, I said, every October, I want us to make a spicy truffle. Um, and I want to do it with ghost pepper. And everybody was like, that's crazy. Why, who would do that? I would do that. Trust <laughs> me, it's fantastic. Because spicy and chocolate is a great combination. And what I did is I topped that actually with a ghost pepper salt. And that was sort of the first moment that I realized salt and chocolate are a phenomenal combination. Because you can pick up on the subtleties of each salt flavor, but also the salt enhances so much. So the peanut butter truffle we just came up with and just went into stores, it has salt on top. And salt, you know, salt is salt. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. There's a reason everybody uses it, is that when it's used in that right amount, it just enhances these flavors or brings two flavors together in a way that just intensifies that union of the two. And it. I really encourage people when they're doing anything with sweet to really consider how salt can improve that flavor. I like that idea because I I do find that even, you know, in a chocolate chip cookie or Mm -hmm. a chocolate mousse, you put some nice sea salt or uh, a flavored salt on top. It it really does enhance it. And I find it kind of wakes your mouth up a little bit so that it can enjoy the next flavor that comes through if that makes sense. It, it does. It really helps kind of like if you have, because some, some flavors, you know, you put them together, they combine and they make something amazing, but some flavors you combine them and then they, it's like they line up and wait their turn. And it's like, okay, you know, it, it's matcha's turn. And then after the matcha, it's going to be the orange flavor that comes, you know, they're, there's also no predicting sometimes how that happens. You just have to make it and see how that that works. But I really think that the salt is such an enhancement of that flavor and where it hits you that it it's one of my favorite things. Now, if people are out there and they're going, okay, so Mother's Day is coming up, Father's Day is coming up, all these, uh, you know, we want to buy a nice gift. We want to order some chocolates because we're going to do red wine and chocolates and we're going to have that spa moment, right? (laughs) How do you identify or is there a way to say, okay, well, I noticed mom likes A, B, and C. So I think she would prefer milk chocolate over dark chocolate. Is there a way to tell or do you see any trends and, and preferences that can help people when they go to order? Um, I think generally when people buy for others, they have a good sense. And, you know, particularly when it comes to moms, I mean, you generally know what, what, what your mom likes and your mom doesn't like. And we have, I think it breaks down in interesting categories. So we have several that are like a Grand Meunier or an Amaretto. So if your mom likes and is open to liqueur and liquor, it 
it's a great combination. It's not in any high level. It just has a little bit of that flavor enhancement. But I find some people have said they don't like alcohol with their chocolate. So then I would steer away from those. But I think um, you can't go wrong with trussels that are just chocolate. We have a double dark, an extreme dark, and a milk. And I think those are always good places to start. Because if your mom or the person who's going to get this just likes chocolate, these are three truffles where there is no other ingredient. It's cream and it's chocolate. And if you don't get the balance right, which I'm going to say we absolutely do, it's not a good experience. So if it's for somebody who really just likes chocolate, those three are really great. But anything that has nuts or fruit is always a really great option as well because you get that lovely chocolate flavor, but you get a little lift of something else at the end. And I think people like that sense of, oh, there's a little raspberry there. That's lovely. A little wow factor on the end, yep. something unexpected. Yep. Now, do you feel that truffles should be eaten by themselves? Should they be served before <laughs> dessert course? Are they meant to be for breakfast? <laughs> you know, what are, is it, or are they, you just eat them anytime you want, just pop them in. <laughs> you know, I... I can give you my my take, and then you have to take it as a person who has a desk that has a cup that just has chocolate buttons in it that I snack on during the day. So I think chocolate is great any time of day. And I think um, it's fantastic in yogurt. I know that not, not everybody's cup of tea, but man, a little bit of like chocolate shaved over the top of plain yogurt. If you just want a sweet tooth satisfier, that's fantastic. But I think chocolate is like an any time of day thing. And it can also just be about what you want out of that moment. Because if you've had a rough day and you just want to sit down and have a piece of chocolate while nobody speaks to you and it's your personal moment of zen, that's the moment you should have chocolate. If you've had a great meal and you're like, you know what, I think I'm going to have something else, but I'm going to have a nice truffle first, then that's the perfect moment. It's just when you need it, you should have it. I love it. So if you want it, if you need it, you should have the chocolate. I, I like the, Absolutely. I like your style, Bonnie. My, uh, I used to laugh at my mom because I would say, "Mom, you didn't, you know." Here I am, the 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 parent in the relationship, going, right. "Mom, you didn't eat breakfast today," and she go, "Oh no, I I ate breakfast," and then I go, "Well, what'd you have for breakfast and what'd you have for lunch?" Oh, I just snacked on some chocolates. And and I swear the woman was sustained for quite some time on on just little pieces of dark chocolate because I think there's this point where you're like it just it, it's delicious and why not? <laughs> yeah. I like that approach. I can tell you yesterday I got into the office. I hadn't had breakfast yet. I had planned to eat breakfast at the office and there was a some chocolate there with a note that said, Bonnie, try this. And it was peanut butter and pretzel and dark chocolate. And I was like, oh, okay. And so that's how I started my day. And I think I ended it on the way out the door with a chocolate dipped apricot. And then we went to some friend's house, a friend's house for dinner and I had a peanut butter truffle. So like that is the evolution of chocolate throughout my day yesterday. And I probably snacked on a couple other things. I'm not going to pretend I didn't. I'm pretty sure I had some buttons. Well, I'm going to have to tell you this, Bonnie. I want to follow an Instagram story of 
all the chocolate Bonnie gets to taste in a work week because I think I would be incredibly jealous and might need to come intern with you for a little while. (laughs) Well, if you come to Eugene, you absolutely have to come in and get the full tour and have some fun. Absolutely. Well, I know our listeners out there are like, okay, Amy, y'all have been talking about all this chocolate. Where can we get this chocolate? How do we get this chocolate? So can you tell everybody out there how they can find out more about you? Sure. We're actually online at www.euphoriachocolate.com. It's a pretty easy name to remember because chocolate does make you happy. So Euphoria Chocolate is a, a great name. We ship everywhere in the U.S. And we've shipped to all, well, we shipped to 48 states. We haven't to South Carolina and Vermont. So we're coming for you, South Carolina and Vermont. Somebody needs to order from okay, us. Okay, so, so friends, all 50 states. <laughs> friends here in New Orleans, y'all need to send some to your friends in Vermont and South Carolina <laughs> so we yeah. can knock that off Bonnie's list. And um, we ship everything two-day priority. Uh, we ship it insulated because for us, it's really important to make sure that our product gets there in absolutely the best condition so that when you open it up, it's everything that you expected and everything you wanted. And if we're going to go ahead and we're going to order some chocolates, is it the kind of thing that we should keep in mind that there are busy seasons for chocolates and that there are seasonal chocolates or is it um, kind of chocolate season all the time? Well, we ha- it's, it's chocolate season all the time until you hit like, let's say, August, and then it gets a little dicey shipping at that point. But for Mother's Day, we're still great. And um, we ship, like I said, with it insulated, so that helps no matter what the weather looks like. It is ship two-day priority, uh, so you want to order keeping in mind that sometimes mail service gets a little backed up on certain holidays like Christmas, but Mother's Day is a lot easier to rely on those dates. And I'd say... um, just as an aside, chocolate, I think, is a fabulous gift. You know, we live in a world where people give you all kinds of things. And some of the things are fantastic and you think, I'll treasure this forever. And some of it you think, oh, Lord, what am I going to do with this? But chocolate, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> things that people can enjoy in that moment. And you're giving them really a moment. You're giving them time for themselves, a little indulgence, a little treat. And I think it's nice to have something that isn't like a tchotchke that you have to keep in your house, but something that's specifically for that person to enjoy. And if they're really nice, maybe they'll share it with you, which I would say moms tend to do, by the way. So you're giving your mom a gift, but probably yourself something too. (laughs) I love that. And I will say I can highly recommend the assorted truffles and the assorted chocolates because it kind of it, it brings me back to that childhood where you would get the box of chocolates at Valentine's Day and poke the bottom. But with the assorted truffles, there's like so many and they're a nice size that you can take like a little nibble and then move <laughs> on to the next one and the next one. So I have yet to just find like the, the little nibble space because I start with a little nibble and then I don't know. 15 seconds later, I'm like, huh, that is practically the whole thing gone. And I was pretty sure my plan was only to have like a bite. (laughs) Well, I love it, Bonnie. And I am so glad that you spent a little time with us today for our listeners out there. We've been talking to Ms. Bonnie Glass from Euphoria Chocolate. And you can find them online at euphoriachocolate.com. So make sure you order your Mother's Day gifts. And uh, if you're going to ship them to some friends in South Carolina, drop us a a Facebook message and let us know so we can tell Bonnie that she's almost got all of her 50 states. So thank you so much. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This was really fun. Well, thank you, Bonnie. You've been listening to WRBH Radio 88.3 FM. This is your host of New Orleans by Mouth, Chef Amy Sins. Until next time, ciao.